up in Jesus name. We love you and we honor you, Father. And we thank you for so many victories. Thank you for healing all of the people that we mentioned to you today. And we bless and give you all the honor and glory. Now, Father, I ask that you break open the bread of life for your people here today. Father, we thank you for what you're doing in this hour. We thank you for every person here today, from the least to the greatest. And we give you all the honor and glory. In Jesus' name, amen and praise God. Hallelujah. Where we're going to talk about taking a stand, standing your ground, the source of our opposition. Who is the source of our opposition? Of course, we know it's Satan. But sometimes when we're in the thick of things, are y'all here today? The thick of things. We sometimes forget who the opposition is. And guess who gets the blame because things are not working? (laughs) We blame God. Because the devil is so full of tricks. He is so, you know, well, it says that he had, we fight against the wiles of the enemy. Those tricks, the shenanigans, everything that he's going to throw everything at you that he can. So you might as well come out of the barn door kicking and fighting like horses do. Come out fighting and kicking. Amen. I mean, you just have to do that because the devil is slick. But he is not smarter than we are. He is not. And he does not have more power than we have. But he's constantly working against us. And we have to stay. I think if we would just stay in the spirit, that he would not, amen, he would not get so much over on us. Flesh breeds flesh. But spirit is more spirit. You get more wisdom, more revelation. That's where your wisdom and revelation is in the spirit realm. Amen. And so we need to do everything we can because the Bible says, having done all, continue to stand. So let's go to Ephesians 6.10. Hallelujah. And we're going to go over some things. Praise God. Ephesians 6.10. And it says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. And that directive is for us to help us. And if we would just do that, it would help us so much in the power of his might, not our own. We can't fight or or wage a good warfare on our own strength. Or in our own strength. We must be in the strength of God. Amen. And this is why the Bible says to put on the whole armor of God. That's in verse 11. That you may be able to stand against the wiles of the enemy. In other words, if you don't put it on the whole armor of God. Amen. And what is the whole armor? It's prayer. Amen. Praying in the spirit is praying with all kinds of prayer. Amen. It's knowing who the opposition is, directing your prayers in the right way. Amen. Doing all the things that God has told you to do, taking a stand, not being weak. Amen. It's a lot. But knowing who you are is the biggest uh, weapon that you have using the word of God. Amen. The word of God is your weapon. And you have to know that you've been given power and authority. 
Amen. Uh, Jesus delegated this power to us. If you forget that, then you'll you'll think you don't have a, a, a chance. So we must stay in the spirit, stay in the spirit of God and trust him at all cost. Go into the battle with him, not in your own strength. Amen. Go back, you know, go back when, when they have uh, soldiers who are fatigued. They pull them out and they go in and they get rest and recuperation in the Lord. Amen. Not just to get out of the fight, but you go back in and you, if you need to go and, and pray in the spirit, get in your word, you know, get something under your belt to stay in the fight. And so, but we must know who our opposition is, and it is not God. It is not God. The Satan is is the source of our opposition, but he can come in so many different facets. People, then you after them, amen. It's just the devil is slick, and you must watch out for him because he wants to see. It's like this: your situation might look like something different to you but he's undercover trying to stop you from getting what you want that's the that's the ultimate catalyst for him uh for his attack i'll put it like that and so you have to stay on top of it and you can't do it fighting flesh and blood amen the bible says flesh and blood is not our problem but our problem is the devil it's always been the devil and it always will be and so they, uh, this word says, uh, mentions the wiles of the enemy. Did I get to that? Okay. And, yeah, that's in verse 11. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the enemy. And that, that word means tricks, schemes, ploys, lure, enticement, shenanigans, manipulations, and persuasion. Because he's a manipulator. So we must learn how to stand our ground, no matter what you see, no matter how you feel, no matter who he uses against you. Stay focused on the fight and stay focused on the, uh, on the, the blessing, what's on your victory. Stay focused on what's going to happen after all of this smoke blows over. Wait until the dust settles. And you'll see your victory. But you have to stand in the meantime. You can't go over into the corner and lick your wounds. You may feel like it, but you have more strength than you know. Amen. Because we have God. He's provided everything that we need for victory. He wouldn't send you out to battle knowing that you're not going to come back whole. He's not sending you out so you can get bombed or fatigued or whatever it is. But you need to stay with him. And when you run out of, out of uh, bombs or ammunition, go to him and ask him for a new strategy. He'll give you one every single time. Amen. And so we need to stay with God no matter what it looks like. I don't care what comes against you because the devil's going to send something or send someone to say the wrong thing to discourage you. Get used to that. Amen. But you always go back. Be ready for it. But be also ready for your victory. Can you see your victory? Hallelujah. I can see my victory. 
can you see your victory? If you can't see your victory, then you go back and you get a strategy from the Lord. Amen. And know who the source of your opposition is. Now, when I say that, I mean this. This is an example. Well, maybe God didn't say that. Or, I don't want it no more. Or, this ain't working. You understand what I'm saying? And see, there's that confusion coming in where you don't really understand. It's like your, your enemy is looking <laughs> like somebody with two feet, <laughs> two, one head or maybe two, whatever. But you see what I'm saying? And see, the devil's good at covering for himself. Amen. It's like my parents used to say back in the day, throw the rock and hide your hand. He's good at that. And so what we need to do is be ready and always willing to take time out to, to confer, I'll say, with God so that he'll give you a new strategy. If you don't hear anything from God, then you're doing everything right. Just stand. Amen. Continue to stand in that position that you're in. Amen. Hallelujah. But we must recognize the source of our opposition and it's Satan. And the source of all power is the cross. Know where your power comes from. Amen. It's not flesh and blood. It's not you. But, but we stand in him. By him. Through him, we get victory. Amen. Through him, he does everything for us. But see, there's a connection that must be there. And sometimes when we're waiting and we get impatient, we don't want to take time with the source of our power. Amen. Which is God. You have to make time for him. Jesus is the force behind our power because he's given us the authority against wickedness and the means by which we engage in battle. Don't ever go into battle without God. Amen. Well, what do you mean? Going in there with lip service and a whole bunch of anger. Amen. That won't get you the win. But God is never our source of opposition as some think. We can't do, he can't do good and evil at one time. A house divided against itself cannot stand. Or a kingdom divided against itself cannot stand. Amen. And so he is never, you know, most people think because it's taken a long time, well, he said no. Well, how could he say no and say yeah See what I'm saying? We have to stop and think about these things because the devil likes this confusion. He works best in confusion because he's evil. And so when you find yourself there, and you will get there if you haven't been there yet, go with what you know. Go with what God first told you. Amen? Whatever that was, and it was a good report. He never tells you anything negative that's coming from the dark side. Amen. And so just an example of how we get confused uh, with the different sources of our warfare. People blame, you know how insurance companies, I used to work for an insurance company, and we would pay off really quick on things related to an act of God. Amen. Storms, 
uh, hurricanes, all kind of destruction. And they call that an act of God. Do you see what I'm saying? Amen. God is, he has nothing to do with any kind of destruction. He has nothing to do with storms. The only thing he did was rebuke the storm. Amen. He spoke to the winds. He, he rebuked the storm. You know, so these things are not manufactured by him. And, but, you know, in America, well, I don't know about other countries, but they say that that's an act of God and the insurance companies pay off for it. Amen. You see how God gets the blame for a lot of destruction, catastrophes, floods, tornadoes. These are not acts of God. They're acts of the devil. Amen. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm glad the insurance companies take responsibility for it because they should, because it's not man's uh, fault. But still, we get that confused with the real life. (laughs) And that's not how it goes. Amen. If that were true, so many people that were in storms have prayed and their house, they're praying people, their house was the only one left standing. See, God is for us, not against us. And he is not with destruction ever. Never is he connected to destruction. Amen. Hallelujah. And they're not acts of God. They're acts of the devil. But we won't tell the insurance companies, will we? Amen. So Jesus rebuked the storm, spoke against the waves, and he said, peace be still. And see, we need to think about these things sometime when we're in the thick of the battle and we're wondering what's wrong and we can't figure it out. We have to remind ourselves where God is in this thing. Amen. He is not in the storm. He's in there with you trying to take uh, precautions and to protect us because that's what he does. But never is he the author of these bad things happening to people. Just don't do it. And so sometimes that can, you see how that can mess your warfare up? And then you're, you're wondering what's wrong. And so I like to go back when things are all, well, I'll put it like this. This is what the Lord told me. In the times of the fog, he says, see me in times of the fog. And I, I equated the fog with a bunch of confusion and a bunch of just bad stuff going on. You, you ever been in a, in a uh, like a storm where it's too many things happening at one time, coming at you at one? Because, see, the devil likes to beat you down. Amen. Beat you when you're down. But Satan is the god of this world. And so we need to remind ourselves that. Now, who is the god of this world? Not God. Satan. Amen. Amen. And so we need to remind ourselves of that. And, and settle down. And I'm telling you, sometimes when you go back and look at the situation, it's look, looking totally different. Or God has come in with an answer. Or sometimes a partial answer. You ever had a partial answer to get you through the day? <laughs> a scripture, a word in season to help you until this warfare drama is over. Because I'm telling you, the God, the devil does run at some point, just like he did Jesus when Jesus, he tried to tempt him every time. He, 
he would always go away when, when God, when Jesus beat him with the word. And he'd go away before a season. See, and that's what you want. You want him to go away permanently. But when you're in the thick of things, if he goes away for a season, that's good too. Amen. So let us get rid of all the confusion. If you stay with God and stay with what he has told you and don't quit, sometimes we just have to hang in there and trust that God knows what he's doing. Sometimes God has given us the victory. You ever had victory and didn't know it? I have. <laughs> I say, oh, oh, that's what that is. And so sometimes we just look for the worst and God has given us his best. He's, he's doing what he's supposed to do. But see, the devil likes to cloud our thinking. And I'm going to tell you what the real source of all of this wrong thinking is fear. Yes. And when he, he throw that fear at you over a situation, and then you think it's never going to get right. It's ne- but I'm telling you, God is with us. He is with us fighting. You know, remind yourself of Daniel in the 21 days that his answer was held up by that angel. Amen. Because the angels, are they're fighting for us too. Amen. 2 Corinthians 4, 4, if you write that down, says Satan is the God of the age. And he comes to kill, steal, and destroy. That's his, that's his purpose. John 10, 10. Let's go there right quick. That's his purpose. Now, it didn't say God. didn't say Jesus. Because every good work that Jesus did, he did that. His father did that. His fa- he worked through his father to do every good deed that he did. So it's not Jesus. It's not God. It's the thief, the devil. John 10.10 10 says, A thief does not come except to steal. So in other words, he's not coming to be nice to you sometimes. He's not coming to uh, whisper sweet nothings in your ear sometimes. He is never going to be nice to you or your children. Forget that. So don't be nice to him. Amen. Sometimes we just want relief and we want a reason to let up. But you can't afford it. You can't afford to let up. Amen. So the, why? Because the thief doesn't come for any other reason. It says the thief does not come except to steal, kill, and destroy. He says, but I, and this is Jesus, I have come that he, that they may have life and that they have it more abundantly. So Jesus comes to a give abundance. That's excessive, overflowing, surplus. All of the above. He's come to give us more than enough. Uh, profuse and above. Above the ordinary. More than sufficient. Amen. That comes from God. That's what he does. He is not our enemy. Now can abundance come from God and, and destruction? Think about that. Can destruction and abundance come from God? No. A house divided cannot stand. A kingdom set against itself will not stand. And see, we need to remind, when you're in warfare, you got to remind yourself, you got to say anything you have to say to stay afloat. Amen. Well, if it ain't looking good, you start talking to yourself. Amen. 
and get this thing straight once for all. God is not my enemy. He is with me. It may not feel like it, but how did you think Paul felt in the bowels of the jail? He was in the dirt, in the pit where it stunk. And, but you know what? He didn't stop praising his Lord. Amen. Because see, God was there with him. When you're in your worst state, God is with you. Amen. But we count him out every time. Well, not every time, but sometimes. Like, okay, God, well, where are you? And that stuff is okay, you know, to ask him where he is. But we must come to the conclusion that he is with us as a mighty, terrible one. Therefore, our persecutors shall stumble. They shall be greatly ashamed, for they will not prosper. Their everlasting confusion shall never be forgotten. You have to believe this stuff on the inside of your heart. You must believe this. Amen? And I'm I'm like this. I don't know. Some pastors may not be. But I'm like this. If you don't believe it, at least say it. That's a good start. Because I didn't believe it all the time, and I said it, and I wrote it down, and I reminded myself, and I read the notes, amen, until it finally got in here and in here. And you do what you have to do to stay afloat, because the devil wants to not only knock you down, but trample you, amen, kick you when you're down, like a bad ex-friend. And you just, we don't need that, amen. So we must know our God. Stand our ground. Stand. Or we will be weak. Amen. And we'll fall. You have to do whatever it is that you have to do. Amen. Mark 3.25, if you write that down, it says a kingdom divided against itself cannot stand. I didn't make that up. Amen. So going back to Ephesians 6, so put on the whole armor of God. Did I change my... Put on the whole armor. Why does it say whole armor? Don't go out there not... Don't go out there half-dressed. Half... How can I put it? Half uh, prepared. I'll put it like that. Half prepared. You don't want to be half prepared. You want to be ready for the battle. Do you think you're ready? No. We'll always think we're not ready. But it's up to what, it's what God thinks. He'll prepare us and throw us out there. Look, if he allowed you to be in this situation and he already has a way of escape for you and he has victory for you. Amen. So it's all in what you think. You have the victory. Amen. So put on the whole armor of God knowing what you know. That you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil, stand against his tricks, his schemes, and be clothed and not naked. That means that be prepared. You know, do your homework. Get a st- I'm telling you, your homework is the word. Stand in the word. Praying. Praying. And, and it says all kinds of prayer. And not having doubt that God won't help you. He, he loves you. He will help you. He's helping us even now. Amen. Hallelujah. He is not the author of destruction. He is the author of abundance. He can't be both. Amen. Put on the whole armor of God. 
that you may be able to stand, having done all, to stand. Walk in the spirit. Walk in truth. Stay in the light of the word and use it as a shield. Your word is your shield. Amen. The word of God is the shield. Amen. It's your shield of faith. Learn how to use it. That's what it is. We just we know that. We just sometimes don't know how to utilize the word. We don't know how to use it, when to use it, and where to use it. But when we are angry, we use it against one another and it won't work. Won't work. It's called witchcraft. So withstand. Amen. Or bravely resist the enemy's attack. Stand your ground. Vigorously oppose and resist the spiritual forces that come against us. Vigorously. This means don't be nice. Amen. Stand face to face against the adversary. And don't move. Now to me, I'm just saying what I feel for me, what works for me, is to not move, to stand still in the face of trouble. And don't move. And don't, don't allow the devil to think that you're afraid. Because if you, you get used to warfare, you're not afraid anymore. Amen. You think you might be afraid. But then when that devil gets face to face with you, you gotta leap. You better leap on him. <laughs> In other words, you better leap on that rock wilder. <laughs> I mean, that's you just have to look at it like that. Because it is. It's life or death. And so you have to stand. That's what stand your ground is. You don't let the devil get the ups on you. He comes out of nowhere, send him on back down the road. And the word works all the time. Amen. We can, we can withstand evil forces by blocking them. With our authority and spiritual weapons. Block the word. Block the devil. Amen. And these uh, weapons were granted, granted to us by Jesus. And it is his name. You block, block the enemy's arrows with the name. Amen. And that's what we need to do. So this is spiritual warfare. And Paul's instruction to us was to wage it well. He was saying, don't go in there raggedy. Don't, don't go in there being half cocked. But go in there knowing. How do you go, how do you wage a good war, warfare? You go in there knowing who you are. You don't know who you are. You, you, you can get beat up. Knowing who you are. Knowing who the adversary is and the source of your problem. If you know those things and know, a, you can fight the devil with a couple scriptures. Amen. Did you see how, how Jesus, he would give him one scripture at a time and he would go away. Then he would get a new idea. Well, come here. Let me show you all of this. It was always a new thing, but he'd give him another scripture. And then it would knock him out. Then he would tell him something else and take him somewhere. Always, see, let me tell you how the devil is so evil and cunning. Because he would always try to catch Jesus when he was at a vulnerable state you know hungry 
week from not eating 40 days. You try not eating 40 days and see by how much you feel like fighting. But let me tell you something. I believe it makes you stronger. Because when we used to fast a lot, I was strong all the time. (laughs) Hey, eating natural food makes you sluggish. Not trying to say there's anything wrong with it. You need to eat to live. But you don't live to eat. Amen. It's two different things. And so, you know, you have to figure out a strategy against the enemy. Because let me tell you something. He's sitting up thinking about you right now. Amen. So you think about him. Now, don't get consumed because God wants us to enjoy life. Amen. He's given us abundant life to enjoy. But you don't just get relaxed in the time of uh, you know, the, or I put it like this: You don't relax when the the uh, battle is heightened. That's when you don't relax. You get you get your you get in the word. You get uh, some revelation from God, and you do whatever else you need to do, so that you can wage a good warfare. And always know, even if some things don't go your way, know that it's not God. It's God is not your enemy. He's not the one that's uh, creating a problem. Sometimes we think it's God. It's not him. Amen. It's the devil orchestrating everything to bring you to that conclusion so he can take you out. Amen. And so, you know, or we say this. If God was with me, he wouldn't let this happen. No, you let this happen. See, we have to understand where the power is coming from, the power has been delegated. Amen. It's been delegated. So really and truly, it comes right back to us. And so we, we're more than able to take the mountain. We are more than able. God has given us everything that we need to take the devil out, to keep him off our families. But you know, just because some things are happening, that didn't mean, that does not mean that you have lost the war. You have not lost the war. The devil's just settling things and doing. And sometimes when, especially when it involves people, you got to let people do what they're going to do. Amen. But your prayers will keep things from getting too out of sorts. And you continue to pray. Continue to stand. Don't let what you see and hear, you know, mess with your thinking. Because the devil's always going to try to bring you some evil report. Somebody that's heard this or heard. Keep them people out of your life and out of your face. You don't need that. Amen. And you stand in the authority that God has given you. I remember I used to tell people, well, I'm, I'm standing. I didn't do anything wrong. I'm home every night. You understand what I'm saying? So, (laughs) I'm here to please God. And the things that I don't know, he'll teach me. But you just have to keep the negative people out your your face. Because that's a a decliner of your strength. Amen. And that's how that stuff works. Because I've done it both ways. That, That way don't work. And so you have to stay encouraged and stay empowered by the word of God and listen to your tapes. All that stuff infuses strength on the inside of you. Amen. And let that old man go. 
Live out of your new creation, man. Amen. If you don't stop living out of that old man, he's going to take you somewhere you don't want to go. I'm just telling you. And it's just not a good thing. Amen. So it is the sword of the spiritual battle that's going to win the fight for us. The sword of the spiritual battle. Sword of the spirit. And that's, and see, we need to learn how to use it. Amen. Using your weapons of all types. It says all types of prayer and supplication. That's in verse 18. Let me read that. It says, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit. I'm in Ephesians 6 again. Being watchful to the end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. In verse 19, and for me that utterance may be given to me that I may open my mouth boldly. Are y'all here? Open your mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel. Hallelujah. And then we covered this yesterday. Verse 24. I am an ambassador in chains. This is Paul talking. That it, that in it I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. Amen. So in other words, part of your warfare is opening up your mouth, declaring what God has already spoken. Amen. Well, why is it like this? Because there's warfare over your rhema. Amen. And you have to fight it. But this is the thing. You've already won it. If you stay with God, I'm telling you, you will win this warfare. And don't let what people think about you or say, don't let that come into this equation. Because that's why a lot of times we get a lot of backfire. Because we get in the flesh and we want to... You know, well, show people something. You you ain't got to show people nothing. Amen. My worst years were the early years when I used to try to talk to people to get there. You know, we're going to get together and just, you know, compare notes. Never works. Just let God speak to you. Amen. And you use the, the weapon tree that he's given you. Amen. Everybody have a different idea about what God is doing anyway. So you just let them be them and you be you. And God will show them. Amen. And if you want God to show them too much, he won't. Because this is not a fleshly fight. Amen. This is a spiritual battle. And we have to use spiritual weapons. We have to walk in the spirit, not in the flesh. You know, I, I preach about this all the time. And sometimes I I tell the Lord, well, can you give me something else? And he says, everybody's not there. And I remember when I wasn't. And that wasn't long ago. You know how you can be there one day and sitting out, knocked out the next (laughs) TKO or whatever you call it. And so you have to, you have to keep, because God gives us new revelation all the time. Amen. And so, let's see, I think I read verse 20. So examine the word of God. God isn't the thief. And Jesus ain't either. He says, I'm with the Father. The Father's with me. Whatever I do, I do out of him. Amen. So it's like, it's only one other person. That's the devil. (laughs) So blame him, because he's guilty. Amen. So we need to renew our minds. That's the other part. You can't go into a spiritual battle with a carnal mind. 
You will never make that connection with God. You may make that connection for a minute when you're in praise and worship or, you know, singing a, 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 a good song, heartfelt song. But two hours later, you, that's when we have to be concerned about what's going to happen two hours later or three hours later or tomorrow. And so you need to feed on the word enough and feed on uh, the good things from God to carry you over until you get into victory. Amen. This is a victory thing. We need a victory song. And I'm telling you, it works. Amen. We need to renew our minds. And that's just the thing. Amen. You cannot solve spiritual problems because this is a spiritual battle. You cannot solve spiritual problems with natural thinking. It won't work. Amen. Well, number one, some people think this is a carnal fight. And it's not. It's not a natural fight. See, if we would define some of these points, then we would be better off. This is a spiritual battle. Guess what? It's not your fight. It's God's. But it's all about you. Amen. And what God wants to do for you. Why? Because of your prayers. Amen. And so God is trying to get us to that place of victory where we need to do whatever it is that we need to do. If you need to get out of the flesh and stop living out of your carnal man, you need to do it. If you need to stop thinking about thinking out of your carnal brain, stop it. Renew it. You know, um, transform your thinking by renewing your mind in the word. It, you know what? It's always going to go back to the word of God. Always. You always need the word. You can do nothing without the word of God. Increasing your faith. That may be another weak point. You have to increase your faith. How? By hearing the word. Everything's going to lead you back to the word for, for you to be victorious in this fight. Amen. So train your mind to agree with the word. And this is something that I learned not too long ago. Okay, well, all I have to do is just agree with the word. It's very simple. I was waiting for this big crash to come down from heaven because I was going to get this, this deep revelation so I can win the war and just be done with it. And I was asking the Lord, what do I need to do? And then he finally told me, just agree with the word. Act like that word is true all the time. Act like it's true in your lowest moments. But act like the word is true and agree with the word. Amen. And speak to the opposition. And stand against it. Amen. Now what do I mean? Stand When things don't look right, you speak against it. When you feel a certain way, you speak. Open up your mouth. Amen. Hallelujah. What is your testimony? What does it sound like? Does it sound like we're really not... Uh, they're not uh, bigger than us or what was it? We're not grasshoppers to these people. Or was it, we can't take them. They're bigger than us. They have more power. You know, I don't think we should take this land. So it depends on what you are saying out of your mouth about your situation. Amen. So God was showing me this. He said, it's easy just to, to link up with what I've already said. Just say what I say. Amen. I've already spoken it, so just repeat after me. (laughs) I am victorious. Amen. I am victorious. Amen. Whatever God says he's going to do for you, he's going to do. 
Fear and doubt is of the devil. Amen. It's one of his tactics. Fear is his biggest tactic. So don't entertain it. When you feel fear coming on, speak to it. Pain, speak to it. Everything that comes against you, open your mouth and speak to it. Amen. See, we don't do that all the time. I know we don't because I didn't. I'm thinking, well, I thought I had victory. Always thinking something. And the Lord showed me. He said, no, you take authority over that. You don't have to put up with that. Amen. And so we need to take authority over everything that's not right. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so God is always with us. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might, not your own. That's what gets most of us in trouble. And that's in Ephesians 6.10. Natural strength won't work in a spiritual battle. We need to remind ourselves about this the minute we catch ourselves in, in the flesh. Don't draw back in the natural. Trying to do it ourselves. And that's what we do. We draw back when the devil rears his head. And we try to clobber him with something carnal. Don't work. He doesn't respect that. The only thing he respects is that word. Amen. The only thing he respects is an an action from heaven. Amen. It's the only way to win this war. It's the only way to wage a good warfare. Nothing else will work. I've tried them all. They don't work. Amen. Amen. So stop trying to hold out. See, we need to, um, how can I put this? We need to test ourselves or keep ourselves under a microscope, our microscopes ourselves. In other words, keep yourself in line or govern yourself properly. We talked about that yesterday. And when you find yourself in the flesh... Or when you find yourself trying to use a natural weapon uh, concerning this spiritual battle, you need to talk to yourself and say, no, wait a minute, this is not going to work. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to stop this, and I'm going to get in my word, and I'm going to pray in the spirit. You do all of these things until the the atmosphere changes. Because, see, we control atmospheres. If you're living in a house that's got a, a, a bad atmosphere, that's coming from you. Amen. And so you got to change that. Amen. Just be washed in the water of the word. Amen. And keep the word of God alive in your heart. If it's in your heart, then your atmosphere at your house will be peaceful. People won't want to leave. And you can get a lot of ministry done there. Amen. It doesn't matter what people think about you. Amen. You just keep doing what's working. It's working for a reason. Amen. Hallelujah. So you're doing things out of God's might, out of his strength, not your own. Whenever you feel like you're failing, whenever you feel weak, faith seems weak and victory lost, you go back to the word of God. Amen. You go and you get back in that word. Go to your notes. I take notes all the time. Your notes is a witness to what went in here. You know, and so you and I, that's what I, I do. And it. And so I go back to my notes. When I read my notes, it, it illuminates that word just like I just heard it again. A lot of people don't know that about notes. Amen. But, you know, and it opens that up just like you're there again. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? <laughs> Amen. And so always go back. There's so much that you can do to stay 
to keep the devil off you and keep your foot on his neck. It's so much that God has given us because he's given us the necks of our enemies already. But do we believe it? See, we got to start operating out of truth and out of faith. Do you believe that? And see, when you start believing it, you'll know because you'll start talking about it. Your mouth will, will line up with the word. Your mouth will line up with what God has already spoken. And it will all be just across the board with no loopholes for the devil to come in there and do what he wants to do. He doesn't want nobody blessed. He wants Christians especially to fall. He just doesn't want that. But I'm telling you, you don't have to allow him to, to, uh, to win the war. You just don't have to because it's already won. God's already done everything that he want, he's going to do. He just waiting on you to, to understand that. See, it's like this. When you go into war, you go in there. If you, you know you have victory, you go in there fighting at a, at a different mode. Your attitude is different. I know I have victory. I know I got this thing. Amen. And so you even fight harder. You fight quicker. You fight with more precision. You're more precise at your enemy and what he's doing. I mean, you're just on the cutting edge of your victory because you know God is with you. Amen. Hallelujah. But you have to get rid of negativity. Get rid of negative folks. Amen. Hallelujah. The enemy is the source of your resistance. All the time, not just sometimes. Well, maybe sometimes, all the time. Because he's always trying to make you question who you are. Amen. Which is one of his strategies. And that's, I think that works better than any of them. Because when he strips you of your um, authority and your adoption, he make you feel like you're not a child of God. God just forgot about you. That's where he wants you. And guess what? He won't stop there. He'll lunge in for the kill. Because he ain't nice. And that's why you shouldn't entertain him. You shouldn't be with him. And you shouldn't, you shouldn't do all of this stuff that you... You need to stick with God. Because if you don't have a warfare, it's coming. Amen? And don't spend time doing frivolous stuff. Amen? That, that seems like it's Christian-like. In other words, let go of religion. Amen. Let go of works. Amen. And get into the spirit of the battle. Amen. And when you're in the thick of the battle, don't run. Stay in there. Even though you feel like you're not winning. Tell your mind to shut up. Because your mind will mess you up too. But you have to know. That's why we must know these things. You don't know them, get in your word. Get in the spirit where the revelation is. Hallelujah. Let's go to Luke 4. Hallelujah. I'm almost done. Luke 4, verse 5. And it says... Then the devil, and this is when the devil was um, tempting Jesus. 
Number one, let's get a little something straight. Jesus was tempted as a man, not as God, or not as the Son of God either. He wasn't tempted as, because you know, I hear a lot of people, he was Jesus. He could take this pressure. I can't. No, that's not how it works. Amen. He was tempted as mere man. Hallelujah. So the, the, let's see, verse 5 says, Then the devil, taking him up on a high mountain, showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. And the devil said to him, All this authority I will give you, and their glory for this has been delivered to me. Now you notice his language. He says, All of this authority... I will give you and their glory. And for this, wait a minute, and for this has been delivered to me. And when he says delivered to me, I was questioning that. Who delivered that to him? Adam. Adam delivered him his authority. See, and it took me a while to figure that out. See, Adam relinquished his authority in the garden. And that's why Satan is the God of this world. He's the God of this world because Adam had been given authority in Genesis. Be fruitful, multiply, name all those animals, and you're king around here. And when he messed up in the garden, he relinquished or delivered that power to Satan. That's why Satan is the God of this world. Because Adam relinquished him this power. Now, this is why I'm saying this is because he gets his fat. He fat checks real good. You understand what I'm saying? We need to do the same. He gets his stuff. He's stupid and crazy, but he keeps, he got, he's got his fat straight. Amen. And see, we need to do a better job at fact checking. We need to do a better job. Amen. And this is why God, even, even that, God set it up for us to still win. Because we have prayers to block the devil's fact-checking on us. Forget my name, address, and family history. Amen. See, you, that's called blocking him. And see, we can do that, but do we do it? Not all the time. Why? We forget. Because it's not a part of our everyday warfare skill <laughs> strategy. And so we need to, and this is why it's good to take a time out and write things down, take notes, and go through this stuff and, and just know what you are doing. Because sometimes we forget. I, me too. It says, and the devil said to him, all this authority I give to you, and he's talking to Jesus, and the glory. For this has been delivered to me and I will... And I will give it to whoever I wish. And he's going overboard like, see me? I got power. I got the authority. I got all of this. Amen. Uh, Verse 7 says, therefore, if you will worship before me, all of this is yours. And I'm going to just say this. That's the one thing that the devil thirsts for is your worship. Amen. If he can get you hooked on stuff, he got you worshiping him. 
he can get you hooked up in a, a big brawl and mess with people. He said, she said, you start chasing after that stuff, you worshiping him. You know, you worship Satan and so many. When you give him your attention, you are worshiping him. Because you sure ain't worshiping God. Amen. Because God's not in that mess. He's just not. He never is. Amen. Because he's not the source of your opposition. He never has been and he never will be. It's always Satan. And he does it in in so many different ways in such a manner that he can catch you off guard. And still get you to the place where he wants you so he can slay you. Not so he can be nice to you. And that's why we need to leave him alone. Because trust me. If you've been giving him your time, it's only a matter of time before he try to slay you or somebody you know that's dear to you. That's how he works. You know, and I just made up my mind, not because I'm so righteous and do everything right, but I had children and grandchildren that I dearly love. And I said, you know what, I can't afford to give him my time. Amen. Can't afford it. Amen. Can't afford I need too much. Amen. And so this is why we stand, having done all, stand. And, and when you tell the devil that you'll die standing, he'll, he'll go mess with somebody else. He'll say, oh. Tell him you will die standing. You'll die fighting. See, the worst thing, amen, worst thing you can do is let him know you're on edge. <laughs> God, you got to do something right now. It won't happen. It won't happen. He'll give you a scripture, which is a blessing. He'll give somebody a word for you in season, which is a blessing. Amen. But God doesn't move out and do these things under this kind of pressure. Because that pressure comes from, from the devil. He is the author of confusion. And he is the one behind the pressure cooker. And so we have to understand these things. And when you stay in this mindset, you will win. You'll win. Because I'm telling you, God already has your victory mapped out. I already know who you're going to marry. I already know who you ain't going to marry. I mean, he knows all these things. And he said, look at her down there looking and searching. Mm, need to quit. <laughs> I mean, I'm just telling you. The truth. He will come looking for you. Trust me. Amen. That's what the Bible says. I'm like, no, I'm not trying to talk to nobody. I'm just preaching. So if it's for you, swallow it. Because I had to swallow it. Amen. It's just the way life is. You know, God cares about us so much. Hallelujah. Let me go and move on. Therefore, if you will worship before me, all will be yours. And this is, I think the devil tells us that stuff every day about different situations. Maybe if you do this, he'll come. Or maybe if you do that, they'll like you better. And maybe if you do this, it's always something. The devil, always, you know, he keep it going. Keeps it going. 
And he never stops. That's how you know when Satan is in a certain situation. He never quits because he's never satisfied. Amen. And he'll continue and continue until he demands something dear to you from you. Amen. He'll demand something dear to you from you. Amen. So recognize how Satan works in trying to defeat you. Amen. He will put up every roadblock to defeat you. So you can give up. But all you have to say is, get thee behind me, Satan. Those words work for Jesus and they'll work for me and you. (laughs) As long as you're in this life, you're going to have problems with the devil because that's his job. Amen. But I bet you when you resist him, he will flee. You don't have to put up with him just because he's here. See, he's, we're in the world. We're not of the world. When he messes with you because he's the God of this world, he's trespassing in your life. See, he can be in the world. He's been, have, he has permission to be in the world. He doesn't have permission to mess with you. Because you belong to God. Amen. But guess who let, gives him a pass most of the time? It's us. Quit giving him a pass. Amen. Resist him and he will flee. And I can truthfully say, in the past, I have not always resisted him. You know how sometimes you just don't feel like it. I'm tired. <laughs> he's not. He's, he's not tired of setting you up, setting people against you. He's not tired. Amen. And I just... Pretty soon, I just said, I'm not playing this game anymore. I'm, I'm, as this, uh, well, you know, got a lot of, well, it's my husband's family, not mine. But this one, uh, I think Barb mentioned to you, John, he was always drinking. And his best uh, quote was, that's most definitely for real. <laughs> that's, what, that's what I feel like saying now. That's most definitely for real. Amen. He'd get drunk and that's what you knew he would say. Hallelujah. I feel like John Willis right now. Amen. Hallelujah. He has no business trespassing in your life or mine. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God for John. Still living a child of God. He was the biggest terror of the street of the neighborhood. I'm not kidding. And he, his mother prayed for him and everybody laughed at her and said, that's a bad boy. You need to quit praying. And she never said anything mean or nasty to anybody, but she kept praying for her boy. He's been saved over 20 some years. Amen. Amen. Got his wife saved. He'd been married two or three times. You know, nobody could stay with him because he was drinking all the time. But you would never be able to say, you know, me knowing his past. That, that I mean, I was just, you never know. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> but it's a mother's prayers. Don't count them cheap. God pays attention. I know. God pays attention to a mother's prayers. Because if anybody should have not been saved from the way they were living, would have been him. Amen. But it's that God knows what he's doing. Just happen to think about him most definitely for real. Amen. 
Amen. Well, we're going to have trouble with the devil because Adam's lease is not expired that he's given him. It will at the end of, you know, in that day. But I'm telling you, God's made provisions for us to keep him off our backs, not get along with him. I'm going to just tell you, I used to live like that. You know, I don't want to bother him. He don't bother me. I don't live like that anymore. It's like, let me see what I can mess with in his camp. Amen. Hallelujah. And so when his lease is up, Jesus will have that final victory. But he's already conquered death and sin, sickness, disease, all of those things he's already done at the cross. So we don't have to put up with the devil because he's been defeated. Amen. We just got to know some things. If you don't know it, get in that word until you start believing it. That's what I did. I said that there has to be some kind of... um, there, there's something missing, you know, and I, I was saying, and I, I've got to find it. And that was lack of knowledge. My people perish for lack of knowledge. But once you start to dig in and get in the Word and start to allow that revelation knowledge to come to you, I'm telling you, it, it's, you just know what you know, what you know. And you know you have victory. Amen. Hallelujah. So I think I, did I read, did I read Matthew 8? Matthew 8.29? Okay, let's go there. Matthew 8.29. How am I doing, Tanya, on time? What? Okay. Let's see. Matthew 8.29. And it says here, And suddenly they cried out, saying, and this is the devil, this was the demon-possessed man. Amen. He was healed. Well, let me just start at verse 28. It says, and when he had come to the other side, to the country of uh, Gerenese, or some people say Gadara, or Gerenese, there met him. Two demon-possessed men coming out of the tombs, exceedingly fierce, so that no one could pass that way. So, in other words, they were scaring all the people. They ruled that territory. That was their Ansarius, and nobody was allowed to come that way. Amen. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) Hallelujah. Verse 29 says, And suddenly they cried out, saying, What have we to do with you, Jesus? You son of God, have you come here, and this is so important, have you come here to torment us before the time? See, that's, that's because Satan has permission to be here. Amen. And they know when their time is, they know when their time is up. Amen. Have you come here to harass us before our time? Now a good way off. From them, there was a herd of swine feeding. And as you know the story, they, they were wanted to be permitted to go into the swine. Because the devil does not want to stop. He wants to keep going. And he wants to use every bit of, uh, every second that he has left on this earth tormenting somebody. But they don't want to, he don't want to be tormented. Amen. Because he knows the power 
connected to Jesus. He knows the power that Jesus has and he knows the power that me and you have. And so they'll speak up and, and, and uh, plead their case really quick right in front of us. Amen. Nobody asked them anything. Amen. So in other words, I got this scripture just to show you that devils have a right to exist in the world, but they don't have a right to exist in your life. Why? Because we have dominion. Amen. We belong to God and we have dominion. Hallelujah. Over them. That we've been given their necks. It's under our feet. Amen. And so all we need to do is exercise that authority that's been given. You can't get the outcome of faith not doing anything. It just won't happen. You have to exercise your faith. Exercise every bit of power that God's given us. Amen. You have to exercise it. Amen. So... To wage a good warfare, you have to take a stand. That's what I'm trying to say. You can't take a stand being quiet. You can't take a stand being nice. You can't take a stand helping the devil out being wish-wash. You have to stand firmly against the devil and everything that he represents. I said at one point, I want the blessing just because God wants it for me. See, it gets to a point when you get in the battle and you're in there for a long time, what you want is very unimportant. It's what God wants. Amen? It's what God wants for you. It's what God has for you because he has the very best for you. And so we have to at some point start trusting that. Start trusting in what God has planned for you. Amen. You're, you're not a mistake. You're planned. You're predestined. And that means that he has planned your life from the very foundations of the earth. Amen. Stop allowing the devil to make you feel like God don't love you. Like he doesn't want you to have anything. Like he, you know, I, I know people, family members on my husband's side. And you hear them say, the, the devil, oh, no, not the devil. People don't want me to have nothing. People can't stop you from having anything. When you start thinking like that, you're on the wrong road. You're giving people too much power. Amen. Somebody in my immediate family used to say that all the time. And they lived in lack. Because that was their famous quote. Y'all don't want me to have none. They don't want me to have nothing. Amen. Got to watch what you say or you have whatsoever you say and always blame it on somebody else. Amen. But that's not warfare talk. Amen. Be sure of your opposition. Sometimes it's yourself. Amen. The devil doesn't have to do anything. You're doing it all for him. Be sure of the promises of God. And this is another reason why sometimes victory is lost. Because we don't have biblical scripture to back up that promise. Are y'all here? You have to have scripture in verse. So be sure that the promise of God covers what you're standing for. And if God has spoken, it, he didn't have to speak to you. Because a lot of people have come to me when they pray. Well, God never told me that. 
You understand? Because that's a familiar one. But you know what? If that is in the Bible, scripture and verse, then it applies to you. It's yours. Yours anyway. See, what they're trying to do is give it back to God. I don't want it no more. Because they have new plans. Amen. <laughs> and so it's not, they don't want it anymore because they found something better. But if you have scripture and verse, and it's, based, it's faith-based in that Bible, you will get it. And all you have to do is trust God and believe. And I don't care if you don't know any scripture in this Bible. Look in there and find it. And if you found it, trust God for it. Amen. And if you know nothing but thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus. As long as you're believing, God don't give it to the ones that know all of scripture. He give it to the ones that believe. Amen. Who is trusting in him and asking for mercy. And asking for grace, not depending on it, but receiving it because God knows who needs it and who doesn't. But I'm telling you, God is with us. He is with you. All you need to do is trust him. Romans 10:17. of course, you know, says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So increase your faith. Sometimes it's, I think it's every time it's got to do with us and what we do in our spare time. Increase your faith. Everybody doesn't have that overcoming faith all at once. But if you keep trusting and believing, it'll get there. It will get there. Trust me, it'll get there. And they overcame them by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. What are you saying about your situation? Are you saying that you won this battle? Or are you saying they're too strong for me? The enemy is too strong for me. And so it's what you say and it's how you, how you think and what you allow yourself to think. What you allow yourself to get involved with. All of this stuff matter when you're in a battle. And so you must do things God's way. Amen. And he has given you everything pertaining to life and godliness. Everything is, you don't need something that he didn't already create and supply. He's created and supplied everything that you need to win this war. Amen. Give a good report. Watch what you say. Line up your word with the, line up your words with the word of God. Say what he says. Agree with this Bible. Some people, you know, it's like they pick and choose. You got to swallow this whole thing. But, mm-mm, when you find yourself saying but, it's something wrong. Amen. But the devils have no power over you. Know who is the source of your opposition. And quit flip-flapping on God. Because he is never the source. You know, blessing and curses cannot come out of the same place. But he does nothing but bless and bless us abundantly. He is not your enemy. And so you put blame where it should be on the devil. And then don't keep standing up blame. Well, the devil did it. The devil, we heard that too. So what are you going to do about it? Amen. The best thing you can do is wield the the word as a sword. You learn to use the word in other words. Learn to trust the word. Learn to trust God and what he's already done. And never blame God for something that the enemy is doing to you. 
Amen. And repent. If you've done it in the past, repent and wipe the slate clean and get back in, in the fight. Amen. Because the fight is good. And you press until you receive whatever it is that God has for you. Amen. Amen. Father, we just bless the word. We bless you and we exalt you. And we. Amen.